This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and today we're going to be talking about the wisdom of the shadow. So how is it that you can work with your shadow so that you can get more out of your life? And uh, for some people, they might actually not be familiar with the term shadow. So the the shadow kind of originally came from uh, the work of Carl Jung, and uh, he was mentioning it. He was talking about it as the disowned parts of ourselves. So the parts of ourself that we say are not there, essentially. Um, so, for example, I might believe that um, I'm a really good person. And by being a really good person, it means I'm kind to others, that uh, maybe I don't lie or maybe that I help people feel good about themselves or whatever it is that, that I have in my mind. And so um, I, when I see people doing these behaviors, what might happen is I might have judgments about them or get angry about them or get irritated or something like that. And if someone were to ask me, you know, are, are you ever unkind? You know, do you ever lie? Do you ever hurt other people's feelings, right? And I was to say no. Now we sort of have our finger on uh, the shadow, right? Because the likelihood that I've been around for as long as I've been around and that I haven't done one of those things is very, very small, right? There's a chance in my life that I, at some point in my life I've done something that was unkind or hurt another person whether or not it was uh, intentional. And so this, what happens is, is that we take these parts of ourselves, we take these parts that we say, no, I am not that. And uh, we sort of push them out of view, right? So, so that we, we can no longer, that's why, that's why the answer to that would be no, right? The answer to those, that, those questions would be no, because I've pushed it out of view, and now I believe I don't have those traits, and I believe that other people do have those traits. And so I might, um, I might see them, you know, like I said, I might see them and react to them in other people. Uh, but in the meanwhile, if somebody were to say accuse me of doing one of those things, I would be very likely um, to uh, to say nope. That's not me. That's this other person. So it's all fine, right? And so how does it cause, how does that cause problems? It causes problems because these disowned parts of ourselves actually get projected onto other people. So we start to see those behaviors that we don't want to own in ourselves in other people. And sometimes they're the behaviors that really get on our nerves. They're the things that really piss us off or make us feel justified in acting in a negative way um, or kicking someone out of our life or being incredibly judgmental. And, uh, and, and, and so when we do this, right, we create a whole host of problems in our life and in our relationships because of this kind of uh, negative projection. And uh, when, uh, you know, when we're caught in it, right, and we can't take ownership of our side of things and um, and we're we're blaming and we're putting out this. Uh, you know, our shadow onto other people, uh, then there's like, um, they were sort of living in an untruth and there's a breakdown in the way that we're able to, you know, relate, relate with others. 
So while so much of personal development is going to focus on what it is that we can see or what we come to see about ourselves, right, and how we can work with it, what we can do, how we can become, uh, you know, more aware about uh, these these parts of ourselves, like our, our potential, our greatness, or any other part of ourself, the shadow is really focused in those areas of where we can't see. And, um, and what, um, what is the value? So with the wisdom of the shadow, what is the value that the shadow has to us? What is it that it can bring to our life when we're able to work with it differently that no other type of work is really as capable of touching? So that's kind of some of the fascinating elements of the shadow. So one of the things that uh, there's a there's a couple different types of shadow work out there. And um, and in that, uh, there's some ways that um, these people who focus specifically on working with the shadow approach, approach the work. And uh, one of the ways to approach it is that this line of like, if you spot it, you got it. So things that you can see um, that you're aware of, types of behaviors you see in other people, they also exist inside of you. So one of the keys is to be able to uh, start to start to transition from thinking it's outside of me and not inside of me to it's both, right? It's both outside of me and it's inside of me. Um, and by by making this shift, we're able then to start to work and develop our our compassion. So we're able to move from this place of judgment and blame to a place of compassion and love. Um, and um, I'm gonna that's part of what I'm gonna talk about today. I'm gonna break down that that process a little bit. What is it that you can do? How is it that you might be able to work with the shadow so that you can, um, you know, kind of get its benefits? So um, I was saying, if you, if you spot it, you've got it. And this is as, as, as simple as it is in words. Um, this is something that takes people a little time to understand, especially People who have made a lot, taken a lot of, done, they've done a lot of work. They're working to be very positive people. They're, they're trying to do good things. They are incredibly well intentioned. And, um, but through this sort of, this questing for the positive, uh, they have started to disown some of the, uh, the less um, say spiritual qualities that they have, the less noble qualities that they have. And, um, you, you can see this sometimes in, in spiritual leaders who develop to a certain point and then they make some sort of major error. And it's like, where did that come from? You know, how did that happen that, that this person who is working so much on their awareness and their, their ability to kind of, uh, you know, bring good things in the world could all of a sudden just derail in that way. And that would be an example of how the shadow can kind of leap up from behind and, and grab someone. So, um, no matter how much we want to move towards the light, no matter how much we want to, you know, embrace these, you know, positive spiritual beliefs, we can't fully go there without acknowledging the shadow elements. Because if we do try to go there without acknowledging them, like I said, they're likely to just kind of leap in and take over. And we don't have the ability to stop them because they're outside of our awareness. So the you've spotted, you've got it is a way to start thinking about the problem, right? So or the it's a way to start thinking about the way that the shadow functions, where it is, where it might live. And by looking at the things that you're irritated by, the things that, you know, other people do that you just really do not like and can't find compassion for, 
the the shadow work wisdom is that those are elements that are inside yourself and that you'd be better served by looking at those elements in yourself and making changes on those elements inside yourself rather than um, trying to change them in another person or blaming another person. So uh, it, it gives you just a place to start, a very easy everyday kind of place to start. Look around. What are the what are the behaviors of my my partner or my child or or my friend that I truly struggle with? And um, and what what are those behaviors? And then um, what is it that I um, how is it that I can start to see those inside of myself? How is it that I can start to understand how I live or act or in some way have have represented what it is that I don't like? And it's not always a direct correlation. So if you're really irritated at someone's dishonesty, for example, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are dishonest in exactly the same way. It might just be that you're dishonest in some other area of your life. So it's not necessarily direct correlation between one and the other. Um, but it's in the same general category. And, and then another question often comes up from this, and that is that, um, uh, how, of course I get your, like this is it. Of course I get irritated by say someone's dishonesty. Of course I get angry at that. And, uh, like, I, it makes sense. That's like, that's not, that behavior isn't good or that behavior couldn't like violate a boundary or whatever. And, uh, the, and the thing is, is that like there's a, there's a yes and answer to that. Like, yes. There is in, like a, a normal response and um, re reaction to a certain type of behavior. In other words, if someone you know breaks your trust by being dishonest, then that is a, it's a natural place for you to have emotion about that. And so the difference then becomes. How do you hold that in the bigger picture? It's not about neutralizing your emotions or, uh, it, but it is about moving you through the process by being able to find compassion and understanding that is, to, uh, for what that person has done. And that is totally different than condoning it. Or saying that, um, uh, the person can do it again. Keeping your, your news, uh, keeping your, um, uh, that's totally different than, um, uh, saying that it can be done. And that is totally different than, um, not putting a boundary in place or saying, I'm drawing this line. And, um, and, um, you, like, this is an area that you can't go. And at the same time, I understand why, or I can be compassionate towards you in whatever place you're in right now. So when you look at someone's behavior, instead of being angry at them for being a bad person, for example, and doing these things that you don't like and making sort of blanket statements about who they are, you can recognize that there is a behavior that, you know, has violated a boundary or broken your trust or, or whatever it is. There's a behavior that doesn't work for you, but you can still have compassion towards the individual because they're more than just that one behavior, just like you are more than just a couple of your parts. So it's a, it's a clarification that helps with the, um, you know, with kind of like teasing out how the shadow is at play for you. 
um, because you're, you're not going to see, oh, okay, well now that behavior is totally fine. Like it's, it's all right. You can, you know, lie as much as you want. I'm totally fine with it because I, I'm clear in, in myself. Uh, that, that's, that's not the goal of, of dealing with your shadow. The goal is to be able to deal with it in a way that still brings in the, um, the love and the compassion. So that is, um, you've spotted, you've got it. Um, I want to take a moment here right before the commercial break, uh, just to mention my life work program. So I have my life work community program is starting up in January, January, um, the 21st, I believe. And, um, on Monday, I'm giving a, um, a one hour webinar where I'm going to be discussing the program. Um, what, what's going on and giving you some, uh, uh, experiences of what that might be like. And you can find out more about that by going to my website, katesigner.com and going to work with me and clicking the life work community. And there will be a link for you to be able to sign up for, um, the webinar. So alternately, you can get that through signing up on my, my newsletter list. And you'll, you'll see lots of, uh, promotions and things like that, um, mixed in with the, the content that comes out. So, um, that's my life work community program. That's where we get an opportunity to be able to work on these types of, of, uh, concepts and issues and how they actually integrate into our lives in order to create the most maximally fulfilling life, um, that we can create for ourselves. And, uh, so that's life work community. Once again, go to my website, work with me and then the life work community, um, to gather more information. Um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and then, um, I'll be right back with more of, uh, mastering your, uh, whoops, sorry, more of the wisdom of the shadow. I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about the wisdom of the shadow. So the shadow is the part of ourselves that we really can't see. The part that we deny is actually there. It's outside of our conscious awareness. Um, and uh, what we can do to start to work with it, and one of the things that I started to talk about was if you spot it, you've got it, which is a shadow work sort of phrase. And they, it's the idea of the things that you can see outside that you project onto other people that you think that maybe you're not like. Um, the, the wisdom here is to take a look and say, how am, how am I like that? What is it that, um, is, how am I like that? And what is it that I am, um, you know, sort of not looking at inside myself? Okay. So the, the purpose of being able to see this material is not to get in contact with, uh, our own limitations, um, and to get mired in them. Uh, it is to be able to move from a place of, uh, judgment to a place of compassion. It's to move from a place of um, blaming 
uh, to a place of being able to understand and, and hold, hold love for. So, um, by doing this work, um, most people report that they feel much more open and loving and able to be with, um, you know, their friends, their family, their loved ones and all of that kind of stuff. It's because, uh, we, we're not, most people are not, uh, raised to, um, be, be able to uh, take in other people's, uh, behaviors and work with them in a way that is helpful, like really supportive of both the other person and themselves and, um, helps move things to a better place. Uh, very often, uh, when people get into, uh, whether it's a conflict or a disagreement of some kind, uh, what happens is that, that we move into a place of judgment. You know, how could that person have done that? Why is it that they think that, you know, that kind of thing is okay? You know, there's a lot of different sort of like kind of key phrases, right, that show that we're in judgment. Um, and uh, who does that person think that they are? You know, it's like these kind of, of judgments, right, um, are, uh, are, are more what we're trained to do, like to protect ourselves by going into judgment about the other person. And or it's to, you know, we feel like we're protecting ourselves by going into judgment about the other person. That is so much more the norm um, than it is to have a truly compassionate response. So uh, it is so, I mean, just on average, if you go out um, into the world, even amongst like pretty aware and conscious people, uh, it takes a fair amount of intention to stay out of that place of judgment. So overall, we still have a lot of this going on. There's still a lot of people that were, were not, did not gain the skills to incorporate a broader perspective or more compassion into the way that they're dealing with problematic situations. And you can see this in, in extremes um, in our world. So, uh, one of the ways that shadow work can be completely, um, or can be really effective for people, for the world, is resolving kind of larger conflicts by getting people to see their role in that conflict and coming to a better place of resolution. Um, so, uh, this, this place of judgment is what we're most used to. <clears throat> Some people never see their way out of that. They don't find their way out of that. Um, it's so um, well integrated into their life. And by <clears throat> beginning to look at, excuse me, <clears throat> by beginning to look at how these things that we're judgmental about exist inside of us, we we can move to start to move to a place of compassion. We can start to understand, oh, oh, if I can understand my own reasons for doing something, if I can understand that I made a bad decision, you know, or I was under a lot of pressure, or I just didn't know what better to do. If I can see that in my in my behavior and kind of understand, yeah, like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we try to do things and on the spot and um, we fail with the resources that we have. They're, they're just, it's just not enough to figure out a really truly good way of doing things. That's a part, that's a part of life. And as we start to bring this in more and understand that even when people are doing what seem to be like really horrible things, and I, I mean really truly horrible things, that um there's there's a way that we can still find a place of compassion for that. So you don't want to try with maybe a, a really great challenge. Uh that that's not the place to start. 
to try to find um, this type of compassion for, um, you know, um, um, I don't know, someone who has, in your opinion, done a lot of damage. But it does, uh, but you can start kind of like close to home or in these little moments where maybe you get irritated, like you're at a store and you get irritated because the, um, the clerk, uh, acts in a certain way. Maybe they're inattentive. Maybe they're too attentive. Maybe they're too slow, too fast, too whatever it is, whatever it is that's really bothering you. That's an easy place to start. Um, so they, they wind up, um, so, so what you can do when you're kind of like starting in this easy place is you take a, you take a look at the, um, uh, the, the, the behavior that the person is doing, say, what is this behavior that this person is doing and what is it that, you know, how is it that I also do this behavior? Where, where is it? Like, have I ever been in a place where people have wanted me to move more quickly than I'm capable of moving, right? Or want to move? Have I ever been in a place where, you know, fill in the blank with whatever annoying activity, behavior, phrase, whatever. Fill in the blank with that and then say, have I ever been in that place? Now, you can ask it a bunch of different ways, but like, why was it okay for me to be there, right? Because you might have justified your own position. Why was it okay for me to be there? And why is it not okay for this other person to be there? That's like a little trick in your mind, right? It's not like you're actually coming up with the answers to that um, because it's going to – the answer itself is going to be what you need to do. You're sort of like getting your mind to look at things a different way. Okay, so it's okay for me to do. It's not okay for another person to do. You might have justifications and reasons why it's okay for you and it's not okay for this other person. So that might not totally get you out of the, of the loop. Um, but it is, it's like a place to start again, you know, so you see the behavior and you ask yourself, when you've done it, you know, have I ever done this before? When have I done this? You know, did something make it okay for me to do it? Did something make it possible for me to do it? Was there a situation or a context that, that gave me a sense of justification for my behavior? Um, you know, was it that I truly just didn't know better? You know, was it a stumble or a bumble of some kind? What was going on on? And as you start to look at what some of what was going on for you was, that's where you start to like gain some understanding of this other person's behavior. Like, oh, okay. And so what happens is first, this is very slow. It's really slow. And then it starts to speed up and it happens just automatically, you just automatically, instead of getting irritated, you just automatically move to a place of compassion. So um, the, the, the next part of this is that's, the, these are not, it's not a complete equation. Like that's not a complete part of, oh, that's not a complete way to work through this. It's one question and one way that you can look at it that is uh, potentially helpful for un unlocking it. So it might be, like I said, that as you ask yourself that question, you're looking at it, no, I've never done that behavior. Absolutely never done that behavior. And in shadow work, once again, you spot it, you've got it. Um, they believe that that is not the case. However, um, if you really don't believe that you have ever done something like that before, a different thing that you can do is ask, you know, what might, like, what might make this okay? What might be the justification? What might be the reason for this person's behavior? And one of the things that we often do is we think about the negative reasons for it. They don't care, right? It's it, um, they they're specifically trying to piss me off. This person is trying to hurt me, you know, so we will we'll very quickly often jump to these negative conclusions. So this why might 
is to think of like, why might someone do this that are like, not about me or not about being hurtful? Maybe there's a completely neutral explanation for this behavior. And so once again, you're playing with your mind. You're playing with your perceptions of things so that you can start to say, oh, okay, right. You know, uh, I can look at this a different way. And then you, you start to be at choice, which is the key. The key here is to be at choice. So you start to be at choice about the uh, way you're perceiving a particular event. And in in what I would say is that if you don't know what is actually happening behind the scenes, so you have no opportunity to ask. This is like the store clerk again. You know, you're not, you're not going to find out what's going on with them most likely. So if you don't have the opportunity to truly find out what's going on by asking the person themselves, then you can assume the best. Right. You can just assume the best about their behavior because it makes you happier. It makes your day better when you assume the best about other people's behavior. So once again, that's another place that that can really bring up challenges for people around, well, boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. So um, if that if that kind of tweaks you a little bit when you hear it about how uh, you uh, you know, like how can you like kind of justify things that way or, or let things go or look at things in such a positive light? You know, maybe that makes you not safe, not being able to put a boundary in place. But those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can choose to simultaneously suspend coming to a long like a, a like a, a solid conclusion about a certain type of behavior until you have more information. And in the meanwhile, have a positive perspective. Right? So, as we're looking at cultivating more compassion here, as we're looking at these behaviors. So, you know, you see someone, they have a particular type of behavior, the behavior bothers you. You are, um, instead of going into a place of uh, um, judgment about that and negativity about that, you're starting to ask some questions to help you understand What else might be going on? What are other ways of looking at this? What are ways for me to look at it so that I can have more compassion and understanding uh, for this other person? And then ultimately, the, the side effect of that is that it, it, it turns back around on you. So you you can start out by looking at these other people's behaviors that bother you, d- working to increase your understanding and compassion about those behaviors so that you're less judgmental. And then after you do that, what happens is it comes back to you. That compassion becomes a way that you actually are able to be with your own actions and behaviors. Uh, and the way that it's it becomes a part of the way that you treat yourself on a regular basis so that you increase your ability to take a look at your shadow elements as well as your um, ability to uh, sort of own and hold them in a positive way. And, uh, and there's, and your ability to advocate for yourself. So in other words, the amount of understanding that you are going to expect and want from other people also goes up, increases. Um, because you're now giving it to yourself. So that's its own form of protection, you know. 
Uh, and a lot of times the judgment is a defense mechanism. So that's why I'm talking in terms of um, protection a lot. So uh, the the effect is that um, as we begin to expand our compassion about these behaviors in other people that are so irritating, right, that we might have in the past just said, oh, that's them and I don't do that. As we start to look for those behaviors in ourself in order to develop the compassion and understanding, we all of a sudden have a whole new, whole new access, whole new lease on uh, on, on life, on, on interactions, on the way that we are in the world. So it ends up being pretty powerful, right? Pretty, uh, it's pretty powerful thing. Um, as I was kind of bringing us to at that point, one of the, like, there's a lot of like, triggers in here. There's a lot of things that sets a person off as they're starting to, um, as they're starting to work with the shadow and see into some of these elements. So as they're starting to work with the shadow and see into this area, they're, you know, the reason for those judgments and those reasons for those negative perceptions um, are to protect us like that's 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 the reason we feel that they're there i mean that's it it doesn't mean that they actually protect us it means that um we believe that they protect us <laughs> so there's a belief that by having a judgment about another person's behavior, it protects us from the implications of that behavior, whether that's directly towards us or what that means in the world. And so by holding the judgment, it, it's sort of like saying, you know, I, I like, I'm not going to be like impacted by this. That's out. The bad thing is out there. The good thing is in here, right? And it's the, the repeated message. The bad thing is out there. The good thing is in here. And when, when we're kind of like, as we're set up that way, as we're kind of sort of like set up to protect ourselves through this judgment, through this, this labeling of bad out there, good in here. Um, and sometimes it can be the reverse, but, um, as we do that, um, as we label the bad out there in the, in the good in, in here, we, we feel like that creates like a barrier, like a, somehow like that, that's the protection. And then when things start to encroach upon that, we might, we might increase the amount of judgment that we have towards other people. So as, as it starts to seem like maybe the bad would get inside, then that's where we might be really, really more aggressive about being judgmental about others, more protective, whether that is in a, a single situation or over the course of, of our life. So uh, the, one of the reasons that I've been talking about the protective element of this is because our, our, our judgments are part of our defense mechanisms. And there are a kind of crude way of keeping ourselves safe. Um, the reason that they're crude is because they're, they're, they're just not fully developed. They are more about, uh, sort of blanket labels. Um, on behavior in this sense that um, other people can sort of impact us in in um, by, in negative ways or by by having negative behaviors when really they're they're two different things there is the um, there is the behavior 
that needs to be addressed potentially if it's problematic in a neural life and there are boundaries that might need to be in place and that is a, a very healthy protective measure we need to be building that into our life all the time in different ways like how do i comfortably navigate the world so there's there's that component and that can exist side by side with being in a place of of non-judgment or in a place of higher love and compassion and and so being able to put those boundaries in place and being able to stay in this place of love and compassion for the things that we are um, kind of most afraid of or we feel we most don't want to be connected with we create a really good uh, sort of complex healthy system when we're in that place of denying the things, trying to push away or deny components of ourself, of the world or whatever it is, or, or keep them at bay through judgment um, and through just that, that wall I was talking about, bad on the outside, good on the inside, right? When we try to do that, that really is a, a very ineffective system. Um, that creates a whole bunch of, of problems. And it is, it is, it's, um, it's a lower, it's kind of lower in, uh, in consciousness. Um, so I'm going to take another, um, break here. And then after this break, I will go ahead and come back and talk more about how you can bring, um, compassion into shadow elements in order to get more out of your life. A little wisdom of the shadow. And I'll be back in just a minute. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And um, today I've been talking about the wisdom of the shadow. So how is it that we can work with and understand the shadow so that we can have more of what it is that we want in our life? So the first step is to start to use the tool from shadow work, which is if you've spotted, you've got it, which is a way of being able to look at um, the things that maybe you've disowned that are showing up in the world around you. So what is it that you might need to recognize about yourself in order to um, be able to um, understand and connect with people more as, or in order to raise your level of compassion, in order to be more, um, you know, you. And we talked about, you know, moving from judgment to compassion. So the mechanisms of, of like, how do you go from being judgmental about behavior to being more compassionate about behavior? And the, the asking some questions, sort of working with your mind a little bit and asking some questions to add in some more compassion. And then, um, looking at how defense plays a role in this, how we, one of the reasons that we have a difficult time working with the shadow and, and working with some of the ways that it's talked about and worked on is that, um, we, uh, we are in our defense when we're in that really judgmental place. 
And, and there's, there's a reason for that. The reason is that we're trying to protect what we think is good, you know, what we want to hold on to. So, um, by, by recognizing that there's, there's something at stake, right? We can, we can start to make, ch- make changes to that. We can start to step out of the defense and, and step into a, a system where we are both able to take care of ourselves in really intentional ways and let go of the judgment and have more compassion. So this is one of the stumbling blocks that I often see as people start to approach the shadow is that what their defense comes up in a strong way. And when that comes up in a strong way, they are, um, uh, you know, then they're, they're, they're unable to sort of get the concepts of the shadow. It's like they get lost in sort of the concept of the shadow. So. Today, in looking at how you can sort of move yourself out of the defensive position and into the place where you have that compassion um, and boundaries, is that's sort of what I want to leave you with um, at the end of this this show today. So uh, we we want to. As I was mentioning before, basically most people have been raised inside of a certain way of looking at things, like a certain way of relating and the the norms that we're inside of about um, how like we belong and how we have a sense of goodness and rightness and all we're we're kind of brought into these ways in the they're usually cultural ways that we. Um, we hold ourselves in a place of being okay and good. And um, the skills that we're taught um, very frequently are skills that are from uh, the, the, they're more shadow based in the sense that they, we have disowned certain parts of ourselves and projected them out into the world. And then our ways of coping with that is to sort of keep it in that system in place to enforce that system uh, as much as, as we can. And, and we can do this with incredibly positive intentions, right? This is not necessarily a poorly intentioned way of being. It's just a common way of being. And when, when we take the step of looking at what we most dislike in the world as far as behavior um, or uh, personality or whatever. And we start to take that, what we most dislike, and be willing to take a look at it, be willing to uh, see how it exists inside of us, right? We have, we've shifted, we've stepped outside of this typical way of functioning and we have moved over to a new way. We've made a, a big transition just by willing to ask that question. When faced with the negativity that we don't like, how is this also inside of me? How is this living and existing inside of me? And by taking care of that first, we are able to see new ways of dealing with things. We are able to uh, communicate in a more effective way because we see, we like we we have a personal understanding. People respond to that. We have a personal understanding of of where another person is, rather than just a judgmental perspective. And so that personal understanding right there in and of itself has such um, an effect, like such a positive effect. But, but be, beyond that, our, our ability to kind of break that, um, that cycle or that 
sort of like way of looking at things, that way of being in things where we are not allowed to, we do not allow ourselves to look at some of the the negativity that exists inside of us that we are carrying forward. So like when when we are totally inside of that and not able to come out and projecting onto other people, then it's like that that's pretty much all that can happen. You can just escalate the amount that you project and your rationalizations for your projections. You can't actually get to a place where something new can happen. So the shadow becomes that road. The shadow becomes the way that you can actually start to get out of, you know, that common sort of way that most of us have been brought into. It will bring you out of that into a a much more compassionate and understanding place. And uh, um, you you really can't get there, actually. I mean, there's, there's a lot of areas you can't get to without embracing the shadow, without being willing to see that, uh, that, that dynamic inside yourself. And as I was saying, the thing that we do that often blocks that transformation from happening, that change from happening is that we, our defenses start to come up and I say, this is the way that I stay okay. This is the way that I stay good. And so we start to, we, we start to, to, to fight with, with the change. Because it, because it's, it's, we're not sure that we can actually take care of ourselves, that it will be safe, that it will be protected, that we will be good, that it will be, you know, all those things in the new model. So by acknowledging the fact that, uh, part of what's happening is our defense mechanisms are showing up and blocking our ability to just say, yeah, that's me too. What do I want to do about it inside of me? first before I say something to you. Then by by being able to do that, by being able to kind of recognize that our defenses are getting in the way, um, we can then sort of like make those conscious choices to change them. So that's it. I'm out of time for today. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, uh, we'll be talking about the lower self next week on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 